0: What's up, everybody? My name is Brett Appley. Welcome to another UFC Quick Picks here on the Mayo Media Network. We have UFC Vegas 52 on Saturday. Amanda Lemos versus Jessica Andrade in the main event. Still got 12 fights intact, and it should be a pretty fun slate. It's not the highest quality card, I would say. Not many great matchups, but um kind of a fun slate to pick apart i think there's going to be a lot of action fights i think it's going to be a high scoring week as always going to give you my favorite cash game play tournament play salary play and my fade of the week over there on DraftKings. and before i do make sure you subscribe to the channel like the video and comment below let's see who your favorite play is in the 8k range i think it's going to be potentially the 8K range that separates us this week. Kind of obvious stars and scrubs, constructions we'll talk about, but there's a lot of sneaky finishers in that 8K range. If you get them right, you could definitely separate yourself from the field. So always curious to see who you guys like. Now, without further ado, let's get into my cash gameplay of the week. It's going to be Alexander Romanov at 9.6K. All right, in cash games, I like... Romanov at 9.6k we have a few obvious favorites massive favorites at the top this week it kind of reminds me of UFC 273 where we had Volkanovski, Chimaev, and Jan and I kind of picked out Volkanovski as the cash game play of the week yep I mean the other two almost lost uh Yan obviously did lose but Volkanovski put up a massive score I, I feel similarly about this slate I feel far more confident in Alexander Romanov at 9.6k than I do in Dean Barry at 9.5k or Tyson Pedro at 9.3k. They all make for fine tournament options, but I think Romanov is definitely the safest of the bunch. He is minus 1700 to win over Chase Sherman. Um, Sherman is coming in on short notice here. He took a I guess he took a new contract he was released from the ufc he took a new contract to accept this fight and it, it's a really tough matchup for him i mean romanov is still one of the better prospects in a division a really big heavy wrestler um, who likes to just power through his opponents he's averaging 5.58 takedowns per 15 minutes and when he gets on top he has a, a little bit of a submission game he's got ground and pound in his arsenal four and officially in the ufc um and it's just hard to believe that sherman's going to be able to stop him like the thing about romanov is that he has not proven himself at all in terms of a distance striker like i have questions about his boxing i don't think he's a very good striker at distance I have questions about his defensive wrestling. So it's pretty much only his offensive wrestling and grappling that I like. And in theory, if this fight played out on the feet, you know, Romanov's big, but but Sherman's bigger. Sherman's a couple inches taller and longer. Sherman lands strikes at a pretty high rate. He's got a big noggin, but he, he lands with power too. So it's not as if Sherman doesn't have a path to victory. I do think Sherman does, but... His defensive grappling has looked really, really bad in recent fights. I mean, he got taken down and controlled for a long time by Parker Porter. And most recently, before he got cut, he was taken down and submitted quickly by Jake Collier in the first round. And I I did like a thread on this in my Discord, and I talked about it in our premium breakdowns. But like, when you look at Sherman on his back, he is making obvious errors that it's hard for hard for me to imagine he can fix in such a short amount of time like their basic white belt errors like he is getting taken down he's getting put in bottom half guard and his hip positioning is completely wrong he's basing out on the head instead of looking for underhooks he doesn't understand basic defensive concepts on the ground and it just allowed collier to mount him and choke him out it was really that simple so when you have a fighter like Romanov, who's going to power through him and probably end up on top at least a couple times, I I just have no reason to believe that Sherman's going to escape. So Romanov has massive wrestling upside here. When he gets on top, he throws a lot of ground and pound. He's coming off a win in which he put up 134 points. Um, he's also scored 110 and 128 in wins in the UFC. Whether or not he deserves to be minus 1700, I I don't know, but he deserves to be a sizable favorite. This fight is minus 280, under one and a half rounds. Inside distance odds are not out yet, but I think Romanov will have the heaviest inside distance line on the slate. I really like his path to victory. I like his grappling upside. I like his overall safety, and he's going to be my cash game play of the week. Moving on to tournaments. I won't give you a super obvious one here. I'm going to go with Marc-Andre Berriot at 8.6K. This fight against Jordan Wright is one of my favorite fights on the slate. I'm definitely targeting this fight heavily. I think there's a very good chance it ends inside the distance. Officially, it's it's moving up. It's now minus 195 to end inside the distance. But like, I still think there's value... <laughs> I still think there's value, for example, on under one and a half rounds. I'm seeing it at plus 120, plus 130. Jordan Wright is 12 and two professionally. I don't think he's ever fought past a round and a half, ever. Win or lose. He's gotten knocked out quickly a handful of times in and outside of the UFC. And he also wins in the first round quickly himself. So I don't know that I buy that this fight is minus 150 over one and a half. I, I feel like this. there's a good chance this fight ends quickly, especially because Marc-Andre Barrio, who's known for being extremely durable, had never been knocked out in uh, 18 professional fights, 17 professional fights. He got KO'd in 15 seconds in his last UFC uh, bout. So it's hard to be confident in Barrio here. And I kind of think Jordan Wright's going to be more popular. You know, people want to save salary to pay up for the big guns. Wright at 7.6K is a good tournament option. Wright has early knockout potential. And I will be playing him on DraftKings for that reason. I think Barrio is the better option though, because unless Wright wins by knockout instantly, he just, I don't see him having the pace uh, capable to keep up with Barrio and I don't see him having the durability either you know uh, Wright has fought in the UFC Uh, five times if you include Dana White's contender series he was knocked out in 40 seconds he won by knockout in a minute and 30 he was knocked out in about five minutes won by knockout in a minute and most recently knocked out in a minute and a half it's he can produce offense he's just he hasn't been able to take punches either and that plays a role here. He's not going to be able to get through Barry out without um, eating punches. out's a pretty capable boxer, and yeah, he got knocked out in 15 seconds in his last fight. Fine. Maybe he has durability issues now, but in his two fights prior, where he went three rounds, he landed 118 and 141 significant strikes. I mean, he's a guy who typically thrives on durability and boxing pace, and there I just have no reason to believe Wright can hold up to 120 significant strikes over 15 minutes, I severely doubt he can, um, this fight's going to be crazy high paced, some wild exchanges early I'm guessing, I think both sides have knockout upside, but playing Barrio at 8.6k I do believe offers you a different construction than the more obvious lineups while still allowing you high upside in your lineups. Burial is plus 155 inside the distance. That's a good number. Like I already said, we've seen Wright put unconscious a few times in the UFC. This is not a, a safe play at all, but definite upside on both sides. Great fight to target, and Burial, it's my preferred option at 8.6K. He'll be my tournament play of the week. Moving on to my salary play. I'll give you another one when I talk about my fade. I'm going to talk about the main event here with Amanda Lemos at uh, 7.3k. I think this is a great fight uh, between her and Jessica Andraj in the main event. It's another fight that I'm targeting heavily as a whole. Obviously, I'm going to be heavy on Jessica Andraj. I think Andrade has a proven pace, throws strikes at a high rate, lands takedowns at a high rate, semi-durable. And there are definite concerns about Lemos's cardio. Um, we've seen her, she folded in her UFC debut to Leslie Smith. That was up at Bantamweight. She's now at Strawweight. So it's kind of a different different matchup here. But um, in her win against Mizuki, uh, in a way, that went three rounds. She, she slowed down a little bit, gave up a bunch of clinch time. And most recently, she, she barely edged out a decision against Angela Hill, slowed down again after knocking her opponent down in the first round. So it's very, very easy to make the case that Andraj is the is the deserved favorite, that the longer the fight goes, the better chance Andrage will have, that by round two, three, four, whatever, Andrage can take over this fight, potentially win by knockout. Andraj is a good option. It's hard for me to ignore Lemos at 7.3k because you know, I think Lemos is a better technical fighter. Andraj for what she excels in pace and volume and pressure she's not that technical i mean she she closes distance poorly she gets hit a lot she's absorbing 5.2 significant strikes per minute and i mean in her recent wins she has two her both her last two wins are first round knockouts against cynthia calvillo and caitlin chukagian and like calvillo was cracking her in that first round but androge just ate it and kept walking forward and that's fine and good but that was at flyweight. She's now cutting back down to strawweight. And, you know, she lost her title because she did that same thing against Wiley Zhang. And Zhang can actually hit with power and just put her out in 42 seconds. And Lemos is a dangerous boxer. Um, Lemos has earned five knockdowns in her last four fights Really impressive power for this division. Andrade and Lemos probably have the biggest power out of any fighters in this entire division, both of them. And I think Lemos is a cleaner striker. Lemos is also bigger by a few inches, few inches of height and reach. She's more precise. I mean, she lands strikes at a high pace too, 5.35 per minute. And I think she does have a chance to hurt Andrade early because Andrade has no choice but to close the distance At, at range. Lemos is better. Lemos has the tools to strike at range and and draws really does not. So I think, I think Lemos is going to land cleanly early. And maybe it's a stupid pick because if Lemos doesn't get this first round knockout, she might just fade and lose. And that's fine. And that's why I'll have exposure to both sides. But at 7.3k, especially when there are so many great options to pay up for, we need salary. Yeah, I'll take a shot in the underdog here in the main event. I mean, I think she can last a little bit longer than Kevin Kroom last week, who killed a bunch of my lineups. Rest in peace to Kroom. Um, But yeah, I think this is going to be a very fun matchup, very high-paced early. No reason to trust Lemos over an extended period, but for the price, for her technical potential, and the style, I think she can have success early in this fight in rounds one and two. It could definitely lead to a knockout. She's only, what, plus... 260 to win inside the distance that's a solid mark so i definitely think you should have exposure to lemos this week on DraftKings. she'll be my salary play of the week and finally my fade of the week it's going to be macy barber at 9k um i think she's just the obvious target here there, there's pretty much no one else in the 8k range that i feel comfortable fading and it's not as if barber can't produce either she's shown to be somewhat dangerous striker in close. Um, she can damage her opponents. And Montana De La Rosa, her opponent this week, has been you know bloodied up before. Doesn't defend strikes well at all. In fact, Rosa's defending strikes at 45%. It's just, it's, it's just not great. So if this fight plays out in the feet, I, I think Barber can win. It, it could be competitive, but Barber can definitely win that type of fight. Barber can land the more damaging strikes. Barber can even land a couple takedowns. But, I mean, Romanov rates out far, far better. Dean Barry rates out far better. Pedro rates rates out far better. Aori Kelang I really like him this week. And Andraaj, we already talked about. Bariot, we already talked about. And then Jordan, Prachniao, Kendozko, all these fighters, they're not safe, but they have knockout upside. Barber just i don't i'm not willing to pay up to 9k for her this week especially with a limited number of lineup she's going to be very low owned so using her as a contrarian option whatever go for it i won't be and on the flip side i think her opponent de la rosa is going to be one of the most popular fighters below the 8k range i'm not i'm not certain rosa's gonna win um I probably won't be as high on her as the public will but she's another easy salary target if you're looking for one because rosa for what she lacks in physicality and and boxing she can wrestle she lands 2.25 takedowns per 15 minutes that's typically her path to victory she's willing to attempt them when she gets on top she's got good ground and pound and we, we just don't have a sample size with barber um she's only had to defend like six takedowns in the ufc it's just not enough to tell me certainly one way or the other whether she will defend them against De La Rosa. But in her last fight against Miranda Maverick, she gave up one takedown on one attempt. Um, she did scramble her way back up pretty well, and I think that's probably what we'll see here. I think Rosa probably will be able to take her down. I don't think she she'll be able to hold her down for long periods of time. But you know, Barber's only landing. In her last two uh, decisions, she's landed 36 and 40 significant strikes. She doesn't really throw at that high of a pace. So I just think she lacks upside here. She's, what, plus three? 10 inside the distance it's not terrible but just not great comparably to other fighters in this range i won't be playing barber and i think rosa has enough wrestling and grappling upside to make this fight competitive potentially steal a decision so 7.2k she's another good salary option all right guys that's going to do it for this week's ufc quick picks thank you so much for the support dailyfanmma.com for all your DraftKings breakdowns needs just posted uh, premium breakdowns for every single fight on the slate. Going to record a premium podcast later tonight as well. Rankings, projections, all that good stuff will be out on Friday. Thanks again to Pat and the team for having us on the channel. Make sure you subscribe here, like the video, let us know who your favorite play is in the 8K range. You can follow me on Twitter at p Best of luck in your contest this week. Stay safe out there. Talk to y'all soon. Peace.